G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. You can't help but get a little excited when you think about how the Vision Radio Network around Australia has continued to expand. Uh, But what we don't talk about perhaps enough is the way that we are overflowing our Australian shores and that UCB is making a tremendous impact into nations that are surrounding Australia. And I'm thinking of Papua New Guinea. I'm thinking of those Pacific Islands. I'm thinking of those nations up into Southeast Asia where there is connection there with UCB and Christian radio, Christian media is making an impact into new territories that, you know, many years ago when Vision Radio first started, nobody probably had the sort of dream or even an idea that God would use this ministry in such a way. But let's have a chat today and get a bit of an update on what God is doing in some of these nations that surround Australia. Phil Dunk is the chairman of UCB Melanesia. He's back with us again today. Hello, Phil. Welcome back. Okay. Good to be back, Neil. <laughs> Phil, these days, it's almost like we better grab Phil Dunk while he's in Australia because <laughs> you're, you're jetting off to Papua New Guinea and to some of these Pacific islands because... There are doors opening that we perhaps could not have dreamed about just a little while ago. There's an advert on television for insurance, and uh, there's a little kid who said to, says to his dad, we're going to have to get a bigger boat. I don't know whether you know that one, <laughs> but uh, that's how we feel about the work in UCB Asia Pacific. We're going to have to get a bigger boat because... We're going to, well, we're certainly going to need some more people on the oars. <laughs> we are. And in actual fact, uh, this is an, another topic perhaps for another day. But there are opportunities that are opening up where the skill sets that are needed yes. to continue the expansion are not even within our connection, not within our grasp here yet. And there is opportunity for perhaps even people listening to our conversation who are thinking about how you do mission in a 21st century way, there may be people who will want to connect with you, and we'll give that detail as to how people can connect very shortly. Let me just get an update from you, Phil. Let's go to what is potentially one of the biggest opportunities, and that is what's happening in Papua New Guinea. What's happening in PNG? Well, the other weekend we were going uh, completely over the moon because we just switched on two independent standalone stations in an area that we had never even considered that we we would be part of in PNG, and that's the Gulf Country, which is in the south and western side of PNG before you go across the border into West Papua. Uh, Near the Fly River, just go further north from the Fly River, there are two villages there, Kikori and Kapuna. And uh, I'll tell you the whole story about it, but It just happened like that. It's one of those things where the technology is now that we can almost send in a kitset radio station and we can set up a station that is standalone. It has a full program of music. It has all the talking programs, everything you would hear, except it doesn't have a live announcer. And 
we can, wherever there's power or wherever we can get hold of solar power, you can switch it on and suddenly a village that has absolutely no communications in there except they do have mobile phone going in there but not very much else. Suddenly they've got their own Christian radio and it's covering a a region of about uh, 15 to 20 kilometres radius around the little transmitter where it is. And this is what we're doing in Papua New Guinea. While we are waiting to have our national network where we can have live broadcasters who are ministering into so many places, and there are some tremendous relationships that continue to grow within Papua New Guinea that are opening doors all the time. There is another large Christian network there. Uh, They're very much a family style of broadcaster and... Uh, our stations have grown into very much a, a clear youth type of program. The music and the presentation style is very much for geared to the younger generation, the teenagers and early 20s and so on. So they have uh, a very good network of 29 stations off the satellite. And they have offered to us the opportunity to go in and broadcast along with them so that we send our signal down the same line that their signal is going down to even to the point where it may be that we can get on the same actual transmitter as them and then people just dial their choice of one frequency or another. One will give them the family station, one will give them our Life FM youth station. And this is something that's come quite out of the blue. We had set ourselves maybe five years from about a year ago, for about five years to work out how we're going to get onto a satellite. And here we are less than, we're just on a year down the track and these people are opening a door and we're in, in very deep conversations and we're talking to people who are going to help us to actually get on the satellite and everything. And it's it's so exciting. I hear Ian Walby in the office next to me talking to these people and Ian's a man for all the technical terms. And uh, if it was a charismatic church next door, I'd be wondering who the interpreter is because it's almost a foreign language to me. Yes, he is. But uh, it, it is really exciting, Neil. And you've been with me to meet some of these people around New Guinea and you know how their hearts are and you know the enthusiasm they have for Christian broadcasting. We've got caught up in that and it it really is beginning to take off. And what excites me is that we're talking about here a true indigenous expression of Christianity on the radio there. It's not like uh, we're sending a bunch of Aussies in to do Christian radio in PNG, but we've got this opportunity where we've got this connected relationship, which is growing and blossoming beautifully. And Mm. uh, we've got these wonderful Papua New Guinean nationals who are on the radio in PNG, and they're the ones who'll be ministering to the Papua New Guinean people as these opportunities continue to grow. Absolutely, and at the moment we supply them with the likes of um, Pastor Greg Laurie and those sort of people who uh, communicate reasonably well in English with youth, but we are praying that also they will be responsible for raising up young men and young women who can speak on air and do the same or similar sort of teaching with the same authority as Pastor Greg Laurie and those sort of people. And so it's more than us just providing them with music and speaking in there saying they are play it like a jukebox. They are now taking over even the uh, writing of the news for the local area. They're taking a news transcript. Oh, sorry, they're taking a direct broadcast from the national broadcaster through the Christian network. And they're knitting it all together so that, like us, we're looking at world events from a Christian perspective. And then they're beginning to make comment on the news. All of these things were not 
even thought of uh, three years ago when when we first were getting involved in the place. They were, it was very much they were playing a jukebox and saying the name of the artist who'd been on and just saying hi to everybody in the area. Now it's growing into something that is really productive and we've got some fine talent up there and we've got plenty more that we're discovering already. And the relationships, Phil. Uh, we talked about that relationship between the other major Christian broadcaster there in Papua New Guinea, but it's also relationship with the national broadcaster, a little bit like our ABC. And you mentioned, you know, taking some of their news service and the interaction that's happening between the national broadcasting uh, corporation in PNG and us is something that you've got to say, well, something of the favour of God on that. Absolutely, and uh, it doesn't just extend to the broadcaster, but even the authorities that run it, because they are very open and acceptant of what we're doing. They give us quite a lot of leeway, and they say, as long as you're honest with us and tell us what you're doing, tell us where you're setting up, we'll give you the uh, we'll give you the certificate for that and send you the bill. As long as you pay the bill, everything's sweet. Whereas here, there's. Uh, a lot of negotiation that goes on and so on. But, you know, Neil, one of the other things that's so exciting, in most of the places in Papua New Guinea where you've got a town and a minister's fraternal and the the place, uh, the whole country, has been so well served by churches and missionaries over the years. They've built the hospitals. They've put in the schools. They've built, in many cases, the towns and the airstrips when the minister's fraternal, and that might be Lutheran through to Roman Catholic, through to Anglican, through to South Seas Evangelical Church, when they get together in their associated meetings, all the pastors, and when we go and meet with them and we whack, we really have an open door and they are open to us. Almost every one of those churches in town willingly come and do the morning devotion in their turn. And I don't know of places that I've been in and I did some years in ministry here. I'm not sure that ministers fraternals are that open and friendly with each other and so committed to a common vision. Well, we'll thank those listeners who have been upholding this whole expression of UCB as it overflows Australia into these other nations. Uh, we'll thank those listeners for their prayers and ask for their ongoing prayers. Uh, Phil Dunk, stay with us. We'll come back and continue to talk some more because it's not just PNG, but it's other Pacific islands. It's Southeast Asia. We'll talk about those places in just a short while. Stay with us here on 2020. Talking through some of those expansion opportunities that have been opening up right throughout nations that surround Australia when it comes to the need for Christian media. And Phil Dunk, who's the chairman of UCB Melanesia, is our guest. And we're talking about some wonderful things that have been opening up, some opportunities, doors opening wide. Uh, Phil, when we talk about Papua New Guinea, and we reflected on that in the last segment, just how well things are going, the need for Christian media in that land is so significant. Young people are under real pressure. There are dramatic developments that are affecting young people, all sorts of challenges with alcoholism, uh, with uh, the rebelliousness of, of young people. When you think of the need there in PNG, what comes to mind for you? I think the young people of PNG, the youth and the young 20-year-olds, up to your 30s really, they are in a situation where having had seen their families go from the Stone Age to the modern age, and that has happened really since about, since the end of the war. That's been the big transition. The, the war brought all sorts of development. Second a, World War. You're Second World about. War we were talking about, in a hurry to that region. And there we have seen 
the adults who went from reasonable education to good education, their children have now come through and they're getting even better education. The problem is that the education system and development are not catching up with each other. Development is not catching up with the training these young men and young women have. And so, therefore, they go away, they get trained, they come back with even a university degree, there's no work. And the people who get most of the work are just labourers who go and work in the mines and so on. That's in bulk. But otherwise, in a normal village, there's not a lot of positions that people are going to want. You're not going to have a lot of um, engineers or specialists working in some of those smaller towns. And so the, the frustration grows. Therefore, they have to say, what am I going to do? And then for those who are following after them, they look on and they say, what's the future for me? So you've got a lot of young people who don't have a real solid hope. And it's hard to say to someone who's done very well in school, now you need to go back and work in your village because about 80% of the population throughout most of the Pacific is village bound. And so do you say to them, go back and do your best and God be with you? Or do you do something practical to give them a firm foundation by continually teaching and putting into the media that they understand the good news of the fact that God is still in control and he has a, wants to have a personal relationship with you and when you commit your life to him, you will find usefulness. You will find uh, opportunities to serve in many different ways. And by the spreading of the message through the word, geared to these young people from others who have experienced what God can do, you begin to then lay a foundation in the hearts and minds of the youth. The other people who want to get to them are people of other non-Christian faiths or people who want to be involved in crime. And they are the ones who will, that's the alternate. So we become the third alternative really. So the cultural challenges are huge for young people in PNG and our focus with UCB Papua New Guinea is very much geared towards young people and meeting those challenges that they have, uh, giving them an equipping to be able to stand uh, in their faith, uh, but also offering hope for their future. Let me ask you about the other island nations in the South Pacific where some similar things are happening because while we think of Papua New Guinea, we're also looking towards the Solomon Islands. There's good things happening there. There's good things happening in Vanuatu and in Fiji. But let's focus on the Solomons because it's an old stamping ground of yours. What's happening in the Solomon Islands? Well, we've, uh, we've tried to set up three stations there. Uh, we find ourselves bogged down a little bit in paperwork uh, there's a lot of things that probably the uh, the actual form of government could help us uh, if it were a little more easy or straightforward. Uh, however, that's not a big problem. We do have a need for separate transmitters in three different parts of the country because it's spread out over 1,200 kilometres. It's an archipelago that's long and thin, and some of the islands are long and thin, and so it's not as easy to broadcast an island that's shaped like that as it would be to an island that was nice and round. <laughs> it's, interesting. it's an interesting challenge because uh, sometimes we don't think of uh, those logistics, uh, mm. those technical challenges that have to be met, uh, but you're working through those. Most of the islands have uh, a dividing range on them because most of them have been thrown up from volcanic activity of some sort. And so 
all of those things make it very difficult to get a place high enough where you can broadcast from a single point and cover a lot of people. So we're having to spread out the number of major transmitters that we get, and even those are going to be very difficult to get the best effect out of. However, we've looked at areas where the population is sufficient for us from a single point to get to quite a few of them. And Ian Wilby and I will be going to the Western Solomons in a matter of a week or so, and we will be looking at a place called Munda, and Munda's on the island of New Georgia. During the Second World War, Munda was at one stage the largest airport in the world. Wow. Um, it was built specifically for a very heavy aircraft that the Americans were using in their, their pushback of the Japanese forces during the Second World War. But there's, there's a lot of interesting things. There's a very good hospital there. There's an excellent high school there. Not far from Munda is a big uh, tuna factory, and then across the water is the Western Administration Centre of the Solomon Islands government in the, on the island of Gizo. So we have found a location, we believe, that will give us the elevation, and there's uh, a mobile phone company tower on a piece of land there that belongs to one of the members of one of the churches there, we're looking forward to be able to get on that tower and put in one of our standalone stations to do a trial. And then from there, we will look at using the satellite link, which will come out of PNG eventually, to join up some of those uh, those islands with Honiara, which is the capital, to be able to broadcast out of there. But the exciting thing is to go to Munda, and already by one of our contacts there, we've shared a lot with the ministers who are coming through, and they are so excited. The reason being that the Western Solomons are a very powerful place within the culture. Most of the doctors, solicitors, lawyers, uh, people in the, in the high graduation zones are, work, are from there. And so you have a lot of people who are very influential in the government. But... From that area, there are also a couple of other groups. Um, one of them is a little bit like a sort of a, a cargo cult. And there's another one which is a cultish group that are from the area. And both of those have had major distru- disruptions within their framework, their organization. Both of them have split in half. And the youth who are caught up in those two organizations are completely confused. And the churches in the area are concerned to get a Christian radio station for youth in that area that's going to speak to the young people and a station that will broadcast the basic foundational truth of the message of Christ. Interesting, because you could be led to be thinking that because these island nations are really not that far off Australian shores, I mean, it takes a little while to get there on a plane, but... But the mission opportunities are by no means exhausted because uh, 21st century technological revolutions, uh, these demands, uh, this extra level of making sure that the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ is maintained, and, and partly that happens through the media, not just the churches. Absolutely, and we're not talking a foreign language to many of these people when we come in talking about Christianity and talking about the Word of God because the missionaries have done such a thorough job all through Melanesia, right through Polynesia over the years. There is respect for Christianity because of the work, the solid work 
that our forefathers have done in that area. But in the in-between following the war, there's been a period of time when greed has become a very important thing for the governments. Corruption has come through the influences from the Asian countries who've come in to do logging and fishing and so on, and money exchanged behind the coconut tree counts for an awful lot amongst some of these people, and suddenly you find fishing rights granted to people who shouldn't even be in there fishing. You've got logging rights happening in areas that were supposed to be protected. And so many of the basic resources of these nations are disappearing, and you have that that generation of the 60s, late 60s, 70s, and into the 80s who first got sucked into that corruption. Now you're getting their children coming to the top, and we want to get to those young adults to say, no, corruption is not the way. The Word of God has the foundation. What the missionaries were telling you there is just the same today. What the technology is, is might be different, but the message has not changed, and we're here to bring it to them in a media that they understand. So many opportunities, Phil Dunk, and as chairman of the board for UCB Melanesia, how do people keep in touch with you? Uh, Facebook, uh, what's the best way to get in touch with Phil Dunk if you'd like to be part of the mission activity that's going on uh, into these Melanesian nations? Okay, well, if you... If you want to, if you if you had a burden for this and you felt you had some technical abilities and uh, you felt that you'd like to do some voluntary work for a while, sort of people we're looking for, uh, radio engineers. We're looking for people with understanding on planning. One of the things we're going to need are people who know how to set up uh, accommodation and run accommodation for a training school, which you know, since your visit, yes. is on our schedule for PNG. Uh, people who've got those sort of practical skills, we'd love to hear from you, and you can do that. You can get hold of me at pdunk, that's p-d-u-n-k, at ucb.com.au. That's my office address, and that's where you'll be able to get hold of me. If you want to see what's going on, we have a website and we have uh, uh, a Facebook page. Now, the Facebook page is most interesting because we've just posted... A, uh, a DVD of the two new radio stations we switched on the other weekend in PNG in a very remote location. It's an excellent presentation because it shows the simplicity of the life of the people and then the response to them hearing the radio. And you can find that on, if you've got a pen there, UCB PNG. Life FM. Now that life is spelled L A I F F M. So U C B P N G Life FM. That's if you're already on Facebook, you can just go and find it there. And if any of that slips through, uh, you'll be able to hear the podcast of this conversation a little later this afternoon, or you can just contact us here at Vision Radio Network. Phil Dunk, always good getting your insights into what's going on. The expansion of Christian media into lands that surround Australia. Thanks so much for sharing these things with us today here on 2020. Like what you've just heard? There's more great podcasts or you can listen to us live at vision.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation of any amount will help us continue connecting faith to life. Learn more or donate today at vision.org.au.